You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 5th, episode 3197, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, everybody. You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You're in for an amazing horsey week of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Monday morning. Today, we have another round of study show. We're going to talk about some mighty expensive horses. We have some equestrian news for you. Are are we having any equestrian first world problems? Maybe one or two. Okay, we'll do that. And then in the post show, I got this notice about casting. A lot of Western movies are being made now, thanks to Yellowstone. We're seeing, you know, John Wayne's back. I love Westerns, so I'm excited. (laughs) Well, they're doing some casting now for some Westerns, and I thought I'd go through a couple of them with you and see if we qualify for any of the roles. The women. (laughs) <laughs> so we'll do that in the post show today. Now, I noticed that we have no guest, and you told me that the guest that we had canceled. So does that, was it Snoop Dogg? Nope, it wasn't Snoop Dogg or anybody else on our blacklist, <laughs> which we do have. But, By the uh... way, the Snoop Dogg thing, when I did real radio, we had Snoop Dogg booked like six times, and every time he was booked, he canceled. <laughs> so anytime somebody cancels, I'm like, was it Snoop Dogg? There might be a couple like of those in the horse world, too, that have canceled on us and have ended up on the blacklist. Yeah, but you mentioned say, one. Yeah, I'm not going to say <laughs> who. <laughs> but, and now the listeners are going to bug us to find out who. The people that do all sorts of crazy stuff training horses and have them walk on top of cars, those guys <laughs> definitely don't come on the show. What we do is we give them – you know, anybody can cancel one time. But if they cancel twice or – even canceling twice isn't so bad, but if they stand us up twice, that's a different Ooh, story. That's, yeah, the stand-up on, thing. Then they're on the blacklist. Um, but it, I also wanted to mention that June is National Cancer Survivors Month. So for all of you fellow survivors out there, happy month. Um, I'm glad we're celebrating, and we're still here to do that. That's fantastic that we just had Rachel on who on yeah. Friday on the post show, who's who's just crushing breast cancer. So way to go. Churchill Downs, however, it's <laughs> a different story right now. So remember, last was it Friday? We talked about the new rules that they were implementing on how when horses could run and trying to make it safer and, you know, trying to make the campaigners not, you know, not profitable by only paying to the like top five. Like if you're five too and, slow for too many races, yes. you can't run anymore until you're better. And then like you can't um, run, you know, every more than every two weeks and they, they, lots of things. And then it sounds to me what they did was you know what screw it just stop the racing <laughs> were you shocked to read this over the weekend uh no but I, I i really don't think without his said that this would have even happened because i recall i mean i was in del mar well let, let's say California. what happened first so in case somebody was sleeping under a rock so what happened is churchill down suspended race operations for a month but they're not really suspending because they're moving the races to Ellis Park, which is also one of uh, one of their tracks. So they're moving race operations to Ellis Park. Okay, go ahead. So I yeah, just I was surprised that that more dramatic action in the past hasn't been taken. So I'm glad that they're doing something. They're not. I mean, they're moving the races to Ellis Park, but also Ellis Park doesn't have the track record of what's going on at Churchill. So I'm glad that they're making a dramatic move to figure it out. I would imagine that there's guys with shovels out there on the, in the field, you know, working on the dirt and trying to figure out what's going on. So I think that this is great. I'm glad that they're just, there's, they've just moved it. They haven't, you know, like broken a bunch of hearts of people that work on the backside like there's so many people employed involved with horse racing that that you know that's like their life so the fact that they're still able to go to work is nice um and then the fact that they've just shut it down like we we need to take a look at this we're going to go top to bottom bottom to top and i mean they're 
I think people are now starting to clearly understand that what's going on in the racing industry is getting national and international coverage. And it's a big deal. And the protection of the animals is becoming first and foremost, which I think is fantastic and where it needs to go. Sorry, soapbox. Let me move on. Well, that's okay. I read a couple of articles um, that were a little less generous than you. (laughs) So the question I have is, okay, so we're moving race operations. One is the track different at Ellis Park, the surface, right? And, and are they moving? So why else would they move unless they suspect the racing surface is the problem? If it's the drugs and the trainers and everything else, then moving is just moving the problem. So they are, by the way, they did say that all the new rules they put in place will apply to Ellis Park. That was the first thing Jennifer said. Well, are they moving with the new rules, or is it a way to get around the new rules? So they are moving with the new rules, they said. But, yeah, I didn't think they wouldn't. I, maybe I'm, I have rose-colored glasses Yeah, well, on, but... I think uh, you know Jennifer does not, and she right away came to that. But they are moving with the new rules. She, and this is what the uh, Churchill Downs president said. Despite our best efforts to identify a cause for the recent horse injuries, and though no issues have been linked, linked to our racing services or environment, we need to take time to conduct a review. Well, why would you move to a different track? Why would you suspend operations altogether? I'm taking the opposite side of you. Not no, so. no, no. What they're saying is that they're moving to a different track because there's races on the card. There's horses that are scheduled to run. There's all I get sorts it. Of, but there's the, all the things that are already in place that are part of the year. It'd be like, you know what? We're just going to not do Land Rover this year because like, we're not sure what's going on. Surface is the same there. It's not the same surface, though. I mean, clearly something is happening. I, I mean, I'm assuming that's why they suspended it and they wanted, well, you know, they pulled up surfaces before and redone them. And I think that's probably what they're going to have to do because it breaks down over time. But yes, it may be the same type of dirt. Yes. But is it compromised like it is at Churchill Downs? Probably. You know, no. So, I mean, they're not having, there's horses running at Ellis all the time, you know, so the fact that they're just moving to Ellis to move all of these races up to Ellis, to me, I'm not as suspicious as you guys are. I'm like, yeah, stop it. Get all the horses off that track. Yeah, they can continue to work. There's another racetrack that hasn't been, you know, pounded on and doesn't have all the bad uh, but the negative Nellies also came out. There were a ton of articles that said, let's just hide our problems and move to a different spot where we can hide. Uh, so that was the other oh, side. See, I'm thinking hmm. it's more surface related yeah, than no, it sounds like everybody else. A lot is, of them, but... a lot of the articles were it's political. If we move it out of the spotlight, out of Churchill Downs to Ellis, where nobody even no reporter even knows where it is, then it'll be out of the spotlight. Yeah, but if they move to Ellis and now a bunch of horses start dying at Ellis Park, then we're going to definitely have more of scrutiny on all of the drugs and all the stuff. I I think that they're trying they're in panic mode. Well, no, they're like, we agree on what that. What else can we do? <laughs> so the interesting another article came out too over the weekend. The Jockeys Club Equine Injury Database uh, they came out with their latest report that showed that about the track surfaces. So there's three kinds. There's synthetic, there's dirt, and then there's grass, right? So the three surfaces they run on here, anyway. Um, And what they showed is that the surfaces with the fewest deaths per thousand is synthetic. Yep, that's why they've made that. That's Mm. why, I mean, that's like all of this stuff has happened before. It's just nobody's been able to just stop it and put an imposition on it. You know, so the synthetic, the reason that people don't like the synthetic, and this is me talking to to people at the track is it is very hard to handicap it because it makes a huge difference. Yeah. The big trainer said, we can't even really tell how well our horses are really running in training and that kind of thing. Um, but, but so synthetic had 1.11 deaths per thousand starts. Grass was 1.41 deaths per thousand starts. And in the same period, dirt was 1.86 deaths. So almost double synthetic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but the problem with synthetic, if you remember right, California tracks had the synthetic when they ran into their troubles. And the problem was it broke down so quickly. 
And yeah. now, apparently, the new surfaces they're coming out with now 10 years later are are lasting longer. They don't have to put as much water on them as they had to before. So they're maintaining consistency better than they did 10 years ago when they first came out. When, you know, remember they were using carpet and everything else in these. Uh, so uh, apparently, they are maintaining consistency better. So I don't know. I, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk about track surface for sure again. That's going to that's gonna come up. But we'll see what happens. Uh, big news in the, in the racing world for sure. Let's hey, do... we didn't even do daily winnies. Let's do that now. <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> we have one auditor birthday, and that's Jane Hench. Happy birthday to Jane. Also, do you remember last week I begged? Remember I begged on the air because I said we didn't have any new auditors in May and we were going to have our first washout since we started the auditor program like eight mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Three people came forward and allowed that not to happen. So we did not have a washout in May because uh, Mina Waller-Murphy, Jesse Galloway, and Zoe uh, Copulus, they all signed up so thank you to the three of you for for saving our may we really appreciate it i also wanted to give a daily winnie to the upperville colt and horse show that's in virginia and it's in middleburg and they are starting today their 170th year of horse showing there it's one of the oldest horse shows what's the oldest horse show in the country one of the oldest actually in the world that's been continuously operating uh, and they do a world championship hunter rider show they they have everything from amateurs to olympians they get twenty thousand spectators there so there's all kinds of it's like a big party in virginia um and then it ends with a grand prix event a two hundred thousand dollar grand prix that's amazing 170 mm. years yes so the Has it always been called the Upperville yep, Colt and Horse, Horse Show? Show? That's why it's called that, because that was an old-fashioned name, right? Wow. So there you go, 170 years in Virginia. That's one we never got to when we lived in the Northeast. We never got to that one. We got to Devon and, and uh, all the horse shows around Philadelphia and Maryland, but we never got to Well, uh, get on the plane. <laughs> it starts today. Your turn. The job satisfaction that I have with uh, helping adopt all these thoroughbreds is just at an all-time high, I must say. Uh, I had this horse come in named Fallstar, and he was adopted by just the most delightful couple, Amy and Lindsay, and they... It's false star ships off to them today. He he was adopted about a month ago and they left him here for a month of training and they came out this weekend and spent the weekend with me and the horse and got some riding lessons and got some advice. And oh, my gosh, I'm just like this horse. You know, if you this is a thoroughbred, a nine year old off the track thoroughbred. Right. And if you get out of balance when you're riding him, guess what he does? He stops. Oh, that's like, perfect. I like that. It's amazing. <laughs> and she's like, it's hard to get to go. I'm like, that's so great if you're in the middle of a dressage show. <laughs> no, but I'm like, but you won't, you wouldn't, if you were out of balance, you wouldn't be in a dressage <laughs> show. You know what I mean? So, like, he's going to help further their education and riding. They've got a great trainer. I'm so excited for this horse. Like, and then she's like, you know, listeners will love it. She comes out and she's like, got the, you know, he's a dark bay and she's got, you know, a bright yellow saddle pad and a matching ear bonnet to come and try on him when he's here. <laughs> he is so cute. And they're just so great. I'm so excited for this horse. So he, he ships out as soon as the show is over. The, the hauler's going to be here and then he's going to head up to St. Louis. And I'm just unbelievably excited about this one because it's a superstar horse and superstar owners. And, you know, they're going to they hope to buy a farm. And they're going to keep them at their house. They're going to keep forever. And it's just one of those like super warm fuzzies that I just am so happy about. You have a job where you get to see people be happy on a regular basis because they got a new toy. It's awesome. It's awesome. My, my friend told me that she was like, this is the perfect job for you. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you get a new horse like every week. And then you fix it up and then you get to watch somebody else get a new horse. That's true. <laughs> like, it's so true. Like, it's so fun. Uh, it's so fun to be a part of it and to be involved in it and to be with such a great organization. And I'm just, I'm, it was just one of those mornings that I was like, yay, 
is like such a great weekend and such a great time with them. And, and I'm really excited for the horse. And speaking about new things, what's this I hear? Here, oh, here. yeah. Kind of need some really I'm torn. I'm torn about this, Glenn, because you know how much I love my car. Oh, your your VW, your bug? My Beetle convertible. Yeah. It's a diesel. It is a convertible. It is a stick shift. And it is over 10 years old. And I love this thing. Like, I love my car. I've never really, loved a did, car. Wasn't it really? We, it was an accident, right? Recently, we discussed... Uh, well, yeah, I got rear-ended, and so we've got some battle scars because I got a quote, and the people were like, we'll just pay you cash. And then they paid me cash, and I go to take it in. They're like, oh, yeah, it's, the price has gone up. So <laughs> I'm just hoping I would get rear-ended again <laughs> so I could double up on all of it. Anyway, that hasn't happened yet, knock on wood. Um, but, it's you know, I had shoulder surgery a little while ago. Let's talk about just being old and the gears are really tough to get in first gear. It's been notorious with VW since they started making them. I took my driver's test. The clutch was always the hardest one to ever in the history of cars to press. And then the gears were always hard to get into. Are you serious? Oh, it's been I that way since we me. had our bugs in the late 60s, 70s. So the clutch is easy. It's just first gear. And so it takes like five jams with my right hand and that's the shoulder the surgery I, the shoulder i had surgery uh, on and I, I, after i drive my my shoulder hurts like my whole upper right side of my body hurts so it doesn't have the really stiff clutch anymore no it, the clutch is that. great i actually had to replace the clutch and the flywheel like if I've, I've worked on it i've had work done on it and i thought replacing the flywheel and the clutch would like help the gears nope nope and so um, it's, it's time, but I can't, I just say I can't part with it because my husband knows I would cry. Plus it's not worth all that much money. So we're going to hang out with it and keep it here. And then I've got to get a more reasonable family car an and, automatic. uh, it's going to be an automatic and I'm going to be, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you'll be eating and uh, you'll eating, find things talking texting, on the phone. Yeah, Talking yeah. on the phone, texting when driving, you know, like, so we went and looked at one and I mean, it was pretty, I mean, they're all used and I just want like a little SUV, but I want to have all wheel drive. So if Chad has to drive down to Dallas and there's weather, he's got a little, you know, ridiculous sports car. So he needs to have something a little more safe so he can take that car. Then anyway, we're, I'm, I'm family planning with this whole thing, but, uh, I test drove one on Saturday. Oh my gosh. This song I have, I mean, I'm, I'm in a 10 year old beetle. Like I have, I don't even have a phone charger in this thing. Okay. So like it is ridiculous the, the the advances in technology and cars was like you're going out of your lane we're going to keep you yeah in your yeah lane. yeah you know <laughs> like we had the same thing when we got this new ranger a couple of months ago and i'm still getting used to all the bells and whistles and what they are yeah there's so much involved in it and so we you know i test drove it and i was like oh my gosh look at that oh my gosh oh, and the backup so... cameras are so much nicer too <laughs> i backed into a parking space without turning around like it was amazing it was so cool it's like this line i'm like well, welcome I was to like, the 21st century jamie well let me be honest i hated it <laughs> I was like, I don't, I'm like, there's probably $10,000 worth of technology in this car that I don't need. Okay. So like if I'm going to drive somewhere, it's going to be to Guthrie to pick up horses and I'm going to take my truck. And all I really do is drive my kid to school and back and to karate and back. And I go to like the feed store, you know? So like, I really don't need all of this fancy technology involved with just driving my kid to school so i'm I'm trying to dumb it down a little bit and so i'm gonna go look at some dumber you cars can't do today. that anymore they're all this way <laughs> i know but it's like the really dumb cars that i appreciate um they're like 120,000 miles you know like they're on the last legs i guess of cars so i i'm i'm, I'm i don't need all that technology you know you're I'm just... sounding like an 80 year old right now right <laughs> <laughs> let me as long as i can fit my walker in the back <laughs> yeah i know but i just i don't need it all i don't need it i love my car i'm really sad but anyway so that's and so we're gonna keep the beetle because um my 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 house 
first world equestrian problem starting. My house is so far from my barn that I like have to drive, but I have a ranger that's not fully enclosed. And so like, <laughs> if it's raining, I get wet. And so I was like, it's hot. You know what? she needs the air conditioning. I mean, <laughs> for real, like who lives like that? I mean, I can't walk down the rain. I can't sideways rain. It's cold. I need a heater. Like, so, um, we're keeping the beetle to be my little farm car. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she never Cause- has to get out of first gear. She don't have to worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> and then I realized too, that like it's driving it back and forth. I do know that my car is worth like one third, maybe a quarter of what a new fully enclosed Ranger would be. Those things are ridiculous. Yes, they like are. $25,000. And yes. I think that my car's worth about four. Yeah, so. no, they really are. I mean, even golf carts now, if you get a, a nice one enclosed, it's 10 grand. It's crazy. Oh, the golf. Uh, yeah, more than that. Yeah. It was like 12 to 15 for a nice golf cart. And I was like, you know what? We'll just make the Beetle a farm cart. <laughs> Put Bets the top down for the hand of back exactly <laughs> bets on how long till i have hay in the back <laughs> i think there's already hay in the back <laughs> hey the world equestrian center has some things going on like we talk about every week well this weekend coming up by the way it must be comic-con season uh, because i've there's like four, four comic-cons going on in florida right now but this weekend june 9th 10th and 11th they're having the spookula spookula and it is a Comic-Con, let me read the description. It's a Comic-Con-like event based around horror movies. In other words, our nightmare, Jamie. This uh, is the worst thing ever, yeah. <laughs> meet A-list celebrities, see, I'm guessing, not quite A-list, see movie props, shop mysterious vendors, enjoy live entertainment, and more. Now, I just want, I have never been to a Comic-Con, have you? Uh, no, and I'm really sad that I missed Dragon Con in Atlanta. Oh, I lived there you, forever. It was like one of the biggest cons ever, right in your town. I know. And you could have gotten goes, free tickets. <laughs> my brother goes every year, and I really, really am bummed that I never embraced that side of me. I mean, I was like too cool. Now I'm just like, I want to go. But I was looking at this Spookala or Spookala, and do you know who's going to be there? It's like the no. number one celebrity. No. Dwight Schrute. Who's that? Dwight Schrute from The Office, Rain Wilson. Oh, is his okay, real name. gotcha. I never watched Yeah, the I'm like, I, and then I was looking at prices. Oh my gosh, like it's expensive to get Dwight Schrute to take a selfie <laughs> with you. Um, and then you've got um, Seth Green, who was Dr. Oh, yeah. Evil's son. He's going to be there too. And then I was like scrolling way down the list. And let me see, where did it go? Jack Osborne, like Ozzy Osborne's son, is going to be there. And then. I was oh, like, a little this... old Ocala? Yeah, and then uh, this is the one that I was like, yes, I will go. But I am sad to say that it has been postponed. He will not be attending, I'm assuming. <sighs> Wesley. Dear Wesley, as you wish. Uh, yes, Carrie Yules from um, The Princess Bride uh-huh. has had to cancel. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Well, that's going on if you want to attend this weekend. Also, it's the final leg of the Triple Crown, which nobody cares about now because there's going to be no Triple Crown winner. That is happening. They're doing a watch party uh, this weekend on Saturday. Uh, They're on the big Jumbotrons. They're featuring the three Triple Crown cocktails. Uh, So you could get a Black Eyed Susan, a Preakness cocktail, and a Belmont Jewel. That's how they just call it the Preakness cocktail. Um, so they'll be available throughout the race because that's important. That's happening on Saturday over at the World Equestrian Center. Find out all the details and stop for a visit, whether there's something going on or not. WorldEquestrianCenter.com. How about we do some study show? Let's do it. So we do study show. That's the thing we do every month. I search in Google, and I put in study show, and I put in the last month, and I see what we've all wasted our money on studying that we already knew the answer to. So, Jamie, what are what are two studies uh, that were two things that we always study that uh, are in every time? Uh, let's see. Coffee is good for you and bad for you, and wine is good for yes. you and bad Coffee for you. Coffee and drinking. That is correct. And you will see those today as well. So, Oh, good. Yeah. I do have one. I have one. Okay. Um, you're going to be shocked. Because I was looking up horse news because I that's what I that's what I research. Uh, and here's a study that was done. Increasing thoroughbred speeds are linked to genetics. Wait. <laughs> Stop. Are you telling me that 
they're bred to be faster and it's actually working like like horses are bred and their genetics actually matter that's so well, glad weird. It, the answer wasn't drugs <laughs> so, oh, right <laughs> could have been worse <laughs> All right, number one on my list. Kids, you can play along at home, too. Kids who live with pets may be less prone to... Serial killing? (laughs) With pit bulls. That would probably be kids who live with pit bulls may be less prone to that. No, it's allergies. Uh, And Uh, we've had allergies before. (laughs) This study has been done a number of times in the years we've been doing this, and apparently they thought it was important to study it again. Did you ever notice that apparently we don't believe the first 20 studies about the thing, and we have to do 21? Well, you know what's amazing is I don't believe this one because I grew up with pets and I'm allergic to everything. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, New studies show, and I'm not making any of these up. Matter of fact, I read this one to Jennifer, and I actually looked at it. Oh, I can't wait. New studies show that men have been doing this all wrong their entire lives. I mean... Like the first thing that popped into my head was something wiener related. Yes, that is correct. It is that. It doesn't involve sex, though. They have been peeing wrong their entire lives. I know. That's what I said. So I looked at the article and apparently peeing standing up is not good for you. You're supposed to sit down. Study show. I didn't know okay. that I've been doing it wrong all these all these years. Uh, Glenn, and, if you start sitting when you pee, I'm just going to totally make fun of you. I, know. I mean, well, not that I would know. <laughs> but then again, I'm not waiting in line in the bathroom for a stall either. That's your job. So but then I, there's going to be another study that comes out like <laughs> men who pee sitting down are more prone to hemorrhoids. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's true. St- now, this one we've had at least 10 times in the years we've been doing this. Studies show that gardening can... Well, I'll tell you what, I planted a garden this year and the Bermuda grass is so hard to kill. So I am constantly in my garden on my hands and knees weeding. And I will tell you that gardening makes you incredibly sore and I can hardly walk. (laughs) Is that what they said? No, that is Is the answer. It It does do that though. (laughs) Studies show that gardening can reduce stress unless of course the weeds take over and it just pisses you off. Oh my God. Why does (laughs) Bermuda do that like I just get I have I've done everything and I'm glad it's hard to kill because my pastures look great but by God leave me one space when I visited Jamie was that last year or the year before I can't even remember anymore uh, but when I visited you you had one plant and it was that huge what was it a pumpkin it was a pumpkin plant that- yeah so I I deposited my pumpkin from Halloween into my manure pile. And then I was going to make a little raised bed garden for herbs. And I put um, some manure in from the, from the pile, like in for the base. And apparently there was a pumpkin seed in it. And it, how long was that thing? Oh, it must've been 20 feet long. (laughs) (laughs) And it just came out of the raised bed. My poor basil got choked out. Like everything died except for this pumpkin plant. It was insane. Did you ever get a pumpkin? So to be fair, like uh, transparent, um, it was actually the stupidest plant in the history of the world called the bird catcher gourd. I had bought one for a Halloween decoration. And so I had 9,000 bird catcher gourds come out of this plant. So yes, I had a lot. And are they worth anything? Completely no. Useless. Can you eat them? No. Do you dry them and paint them? Yes. How long does it take to dry one? Oh, a year. So I threw them all away. Yeah, we don't have the patience for that. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> That's the that. other thing, too. People, st- when you're young, and Jennifer and I did this, we moved into a 100-acre property. and Bird house gourds, sorry. Oh, there Bird you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You see them at every craft store. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we moved into the 100-acre property, and we thought, well, we're brand new. We got this homestead. Now we have to make an acre garden, right? So we rototiller whole thing. We plant everything, like 100 plants. Oh, dear God, an acre? Oh, and, and uh, of course, the weeds take over in about two minutes, and then you just give up because it just pisses you off so bad. And then that was the end of our garden. We got stuff despite the weeds, uh, but we didn't. Did you do weeds through with a machete? <laughs> you know what I've determined? Even with rising prices at grocery stores, I think it's cheaper to buy your vegetables than to grow them in the end. Because I mean, so that's why I planted this garden and it is fairly big. I probably have like for me 15 tomato plants. I've got pumpkin. I've got 
zucchini squash, um, okra, like a ton of different things. I was like, let's just see what grows. But yeah, I, and I told Ginger who lives down at the end of the property, I was like, we'll do this together. Cause here's what happens is eventually the weeds take over and I just quit. Yeah, well, you and 95% of the other people. <laughs> yeah. And this is supposed to be relaxing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, this is a bogus study. It doesn't reduce stress. I think it increases stress. Studies suggest that rather than killing jobs, AI could, that's artificial intelligence, like chat GPT. artificial insemination. <laughs> Procreate. No, no. Um, rather than killing it, I don't know where it could do anything good for people. It says that it could revive the middle class. I'm not sure. I didn't read the study. I have no idea. But there were at least 50 AI-related studies. Is it good for you? Is it bad for you? That's We're going to see. I just pick this one but there are so many now well i'm gonna to have to ignore them like i do some of the other studies we ignore because they just come out every month the c word uh, yeah 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 we ignored that one for years tiktok's lemon coffee trend i didn't know there was a tiktok lemon coffee trend apparently there's lemon there's this lemon coffee thing which sounds horrible in my opinion because i don't like coffee and i don't like lemon all that much so it really sounds awful uh but apparently this have you heard of it uh, no. It's apparently sp supposed to help you lose weight. Well, this study says it does not lead to weight loss, and it's just a fad on TikTok. Adding lemon to your morning coffee is a quick means of quick weight loss. Oh, you found an article? Is that true? I well, just Googled lemon coffee t trend. Doesn't that sound and... terrible? You like coffee. Would you put lemon in it? Hell no. I wouldn't do that. That's gross. I like milk in my coffee. And then you put lemon in it. You lose weight because you throw up. Yeah, because you just don't consume anything. You lose your appetite. Oh, this is a good one. The next three are involving smoking, which is the other one that we get all the time. Tobac Please don't say it's good for you. No. Go ahead. <laughs> Tobacco use is? On the down. I think everybody vapes oh, now. Except in Europe. <laughs> They still smoke like crazy. No, tobacco use, big surprise, they did a study, is costly. Shut up. <laughs> you know, what's a pack of cigarettes cost now? I can't... Man, when I was a kid, it was like 65 cents, and I think it's like $12 yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive to smoke. New study shows quitting smoking can... Oh, God. What did they waste their money on? I can't even guess. It improves health. <laughs> No way! <laughs> Was there a doubt? Did somebody actually say, oh, my health is better smoking? You know what? Smoking is so good for you. Wow. And quitting smoking after a heart attack can... Decrease your risk of another heart attack? True, because it improves your quality of life. Which I think you could say generally about quitting smoking. <laughs> you're going to have more money. You're going to have a better quality of life. And you're not going to be addicted to something. Wow. You're going to love this study. <laughs> this was an actual study. I didn't make this up. Being homeless is? Being homeless sucks. Well, that's true. But this study actually did a study and determined that being homeless is bad for your health. That's so weird. <laughs> You'd think it'd be good for your health being homeless. Well, do you sleep under the stars? You yeah. Know? I mean, like, yeah. you think it's fresh, fresh air? air? Yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe we it's did a study. It's bad for you. That's so weird. <laughs> Oh, and this is another one. You're going to love this because it hasn't changed in years. Uh, binge drinking among college students. Is super fun. <laughs> and bad for your health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? It's not good for you? That's so weird. I'm glad they spent money on a study. A couple more. Statistical analysis reveals the Mexican drug war, dot, 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 Makes for great television. Well, because it increased homicide rates. There was this is actual study. Statistical analysis re reveals Mexican drug war increases homicide rates. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> um, two I like more. my answer better. Scientists discover a difference. You'll that's never guess too this. broad. It's that's too, too broad. broad. And I'll just read it to you because it's genetically just... between horses and ponies. Close. Scientists discover there's a difference between the sexes. <laughs> Wait, stop. We're what? still studying that and still determining that you and I are different. Um, now, the last one, and I had to look this up because I didn't know it was a thing that laughter yoga helps. 
What the hell is laughter yoga? It helps reduce stress, apparently. And I looked up laughter yoga, and apparently it's yoga you do, in some cases, while listening to a comedy show. Uh, and the idea is that you're supposed to laugh while you're doing the yoga, and it helps reduce stress even more than the yoga does. Now, I always thought yoga, you were supposed to be quiet and, you know, introspective and all that. Is this, hold on, is laughter yoga, does it come after your lemon coffee? Is and, that what you do? And before the hot yoga. Gardening. So you end with hot yoga. Goat yoga. <laughs> and goat yoga, yeah. How many different types of yoga are there? For all you yoga people out there, uh, I want somebody to count the number of different types and send us a list of all the different yogas. I want to know. So one of our auditors who has all the free time in the world can do that. But there's, I there's, care. I think we've wasted about a million dollars right there on those studies that we put together this well, month. I'm proud of us then. I'm and proud of us. We already knew the answer to all of them. Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa. All all while delivering the taste horses love. The color of their ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com or if you're British, CosequinEquine.com. Is it really how they say it? That's how the uh, John Kyle was saying it during oh, Land true. Rover. Yeah, he was. You're right. It's going to the Cosequin case, case, jump. And I was like, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> what is the Cosequin jump? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> So now I just, when I see the word, I see Cosequin, another sponsor, and I can't undo the Cosequin in my brain. Yeah, I forgot well, about that. And I, it took I, me I a minute to figure out what he was saying, too, and we know him. <laughs> I wish I could forget about it, but it's never leaving. It's All in right. The vault. I found this list on equinehelper.com of the most expensive horses ever sold. Now, this list is like uh, six months old, so it might have changed since then. But, And by the way, equinehelper.com is a blog that has lots of cool stuff on it, so if you want to check it out. Uh, so, do you have any guesses? Wasn't there a green, like the green dragon or the green monkey or something who used to be that? highest sold? I don't know if he is anymore. The green monkey, $16 million, and right in the middle of the pack. So good. No good. way. That yes. was like high. Okay. That was years ago. But you're, the fact that you pulled that out of your hat. <laughs> Thank you. I'm impressed. Uh, well, actually, the one that you should guess the top one because it not sold not long ago and made all the news. Well, I remember that there was some drama with Fuseiji Pegasus was because he was the Derby winner. and Number yeah. two, $70 million. He's number two at $70 million? Yes. Didn't he just die? And I will tell you that Racehorse was number one. Okay. Well, I got nothing else. <laughs> Justify. Oh, did, really? Justify sold for $75 million. Sharif Dancer was uh, number three at $40 million. Totalus was the first sport horse on the list at $21 million. Then the Green Monkey... Then, Good God, let me just stop you and say you just paid $21 million for a Now, a dressage horse, that's insane. That's and insane. Re remember how well he did after he was sold. <laughs> um, but I'm sure that breeding is... No, that's well. where it's yeah. at, yeah. I mean, yeah. at least these are all, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Justify got sold, and so did Fusaji Pegasus for the... You know, breeding ability, yep. the breeding rights. Yeah. And by the way, Fusaiji Pegasus did die last month. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. How old was that horse? 20s? Let's see. 97. Don't do math. So, so 25? 26. 26, yeah. Huh. Didn't know that. Uh, then you, the Green Monkey, you had that after Totalus. Uh, and then MHS Going Global. I don't. MHS. What is that? What kind of horse is for thirteen and a half million? That sounds like a quarter horse name. It does, but I don't M know that one. S H going. I'm going to Google it. You don't have to. I have it right here. What? What is he? Uh, MHS going global, nicknamed Junior by his original owner, is a Bay Irish sport horse that has dominated the show jumping arena. In 2016, Junior was sold to Greek show jumper Athena Onassis for an well, she can afford it. She's an Onassis, Onassis. <laughs> for an impressive <laughs> 13 and a half million. Onassis first competed with Junior in Ireland in 2016 while working blah blah blah. So, is it a stallion? I don't know. Doesn't say Irish sport horse. And then um, number eight is Seattle Dancer. 
Okay. Northern is that dancer like a descended. native dance, northern yeah. native North, dancer, northern was dancer, in Seattle? Eighty-four Slew? in Kentucky. Uh, made the news the following year, but became the most expensive yearling sold at auction for thirteen point one million as a yearling. And it's documented that all ten of the most expensive yearlings ever sold are northern dancer descendants. Wow. By the way, the MSH whatever is a um, gelding. Oh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> Maiden City is number nine. Um, this is, uh, was in 2006. It was a thoroughbred, uh, by Sheikh Mohammed or, or Sheikh Mohammed, uh, sold it in 2006. It's a descendant of the racehorse King Mamba and was sold in Kentucky. It's likely his racing career was unexciting due to not being listed anywhere. <laughs> so, What's his name? Uh, Maiden City. So Maiden, turn, like M-E-Y-D-A-N? M-E-Y-D-A-N, yep. Yeah, I've heard that name. Why? And then, um, do you remember, this is when I first started dating Jennifer. Do you remember the breed that was the most expensive breed about 30 years ago? You would have been a teenager, probably. So about 30 years ago, there was a breed that was hot as hot could be, and they were selling for a fortune. Let's see. It wasn't thoroughbreds. Forget thoroughbreds. Is it not not quarter horses? No, no. Because there was that halter horse craze for a while. No. Hmm. Arabians. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember that's right. when Arabians had their heyday and they were going for crazy. When I met Jennifer at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, there was a girl working there who had a Arabian farm right nearby, and we went over to visit. And the prices she was selling her horses for was out of this world. Yeah. I mean, they were so crazy. And then that market kind of dropped out of the bottom. But there was uh, number 10 on the list was a horse named uh, Padron, P-A-D-R-O-N. And it was an Arabian that sold for $11 million uh, back in 1977. Holy moly. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of money back then. So, yeah, Arabians were hugely popular back then. I don't know whatever happened. Sometime I'm going to get somebody on to talk about the Arabian and how popular it was and then what happened. What happened to the market? I mean, I mean, to those people listening that have Arabians, they're cussing you because they're like, they're still popular, I know, but, but they're th- not like they were. Oh, not like, like then. <laughs> like, I knew, I knew a woman in when I lived in Arizona who she used to, back in the day, breed horses that would then be bought by shakes and well, they would ship I wonder if that isn't partly what happened. Did the shakes change their, the, you know, their spending habits to thoroughbreds instead? Because they were, you know, they they got really big into thoroughbreds. So I don't know. I don't know. It'd be you interesting if somebody Book knows that. Shake Muhammad on the show. And yeah, we'll talk to him about it. <laughs> yeah, if anybody knows what you know the history of the thoroughbred and or the Arabian and what happened, you know. 30, 20, 30 years ago, let us know. I'd, I'd be interested to know because that was one of my first experiences in the horse world was this girl, I can't remember her name, uh, who worked at the Renaissance Fair, and we went to see her farm because Jennifer was interested, and she had all these Arabians that she was selling for hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. It was just crazy. It was crazy money. <laughs> anyway, there's your top uh, 10 horses ever sold. And let's hear about Purina before we get to Equestrian First World Problems. This podcast is sponsored by Purina Animal Nutrition with three researched-backed ration balancers to fill nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Enrich Plus delivers a concentrated source of protein, vitamins, and minerals without unnecessary calories. Enrich Plus Senior features ActiveAge prebiotic technology and Outlast supplement for aging easy keepers. Oh, I wish I had one of those. <laughs> Omega Match. It's like, wait, this aging easy keeper? Wow. Yeah, where's that horse? <laughs> yeah. Omega Match is rich in omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin E, and great for horses without access to green grass. Find a ration ration balancer for your horse at PurinaMills.com slash ration, ration balancers or visit your local feed store. I will tell you that I just bought Purina's Simplify. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh my God, the horses love it. I've had to take it away. I'm like, you can <laughs> have it for a couple hours a day, but like enough. You need to eat grass too. They love it. And I can't wait to see what effect it has on the flies. It's like a licky tub, but it's got fly control in it. And it's also got all the vitamins and minerals. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Purinamills.com slash ration balancers. Effie walks up to me, which is like this black tar on her face. She's like in her forelock. She's like, yeah, this is the greatest. (laughs) It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. 
Yes, that's right. It's time where our listeners very, uh, they open their hearts and confess whatever's going on in their life. And um, it's really sad usually because it's horses and first world problems. So we call it first world equestrian problems. And I will submit our Glenwell on Sunday or Monday uh, and a post on the auditors at Facebook page asking you to share your problems. If you would like to become involved in that, you can join the auditors group. Glenn will tell you how to do it. Just go to horsesinthemorning.com and click on the auditor banner on the top of the page and you can join the the other auditors that saved our butts, Jesse and Zoe and Mina, you can join them and become brand new auditors in the Facebook page. And they got to participate. There might even be one of them to post it today. I mean, for real. And they, they you know what? They're, we don't have any for June yet. So, yeah, you that's true. You could be the first one in June and then we'll we'll praise you. Praise you next Monday. I love it. All right. So we're going to so, you know, I'm going to keep it short because it's been a lot of you and I just talk, 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 talk. <laughs> but I'm going I'm tired of myself. I'm getting, I'm getting sick of myself. Um, okay, so Chantel says, I bought myself, in parentheses, another fancy European saddle pad. But all the FedEx updates are in Dutch. And like, <laughs> when I run the emails through Google Translate, they keep mentioning chicken salad. And I'm a little <laughs> afraid to open the box when it gets here. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know you what's know, in the box. I'd be happy. I'd be, I want to know. You don't have a big old. Get a saddle pad with a free side of chicken salad. Rotten chicken salad <laughs> coming all the way. Uh, Gwen says, I just got home from an epic two week road trip Saturday around 2 a.m. And I was so excited to go see my pony, but like, I'm so tired. I couldn't bring myself to drive the 45 minutes to the barn because I thought I'd fall asleep. So now I have to wait until Tuesday. Gwen, I enjoyed all your pictures. She was posting pictures every day like I was. And from, from Norway, I was enjoying your pictures of your trip. So, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, Carrie says, I have... <sighs> Poor Carrie. This is so sad. Are you just sitting down? Okay. I have to leave my clinic on Saturday early to get to my massage on time. <laughs> and I don't want to reschedule because she's, like, booked for weeks. But, like, I'm totally going to smell like horses. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Do you think the massage can, people hate their horse clients? Can you put my horse away? Because I have to go get a massage. I've been doctors, massage people, anything that has to do with you personally. Do they, Dennis? Do they really hate horse people? Man, I'll go to kickboxing straight after riding, and I'm like, this is the one place everybody smells worse than horses. <laughs> <laughs> Do they avoid you? Are you the only? You're kickboxing by yourself a lot. Oh no, it doesn't matter because <laughs> it's just a but. Like, so I, I've taken a little break from kickboxing because I'm the only woman in it, and every man in it is like really sweaty, <laughs> and it's like you're punching on these bags, and there's like. Like one guy was like, do you need help? Like, are you okay? Like, is then you have to like lock legs with them and you do sit-ups and I'm like, I can't, I'm slipping. He's so wet. <laughs> so I can't believe gross. he's the only girl. I thought there were a lot of women in that. Well, there, well, there's a women's kickboxing on Tuesday, but the general one on Thursday and that, t- that time works better for me. Uh, and yeah, it's just too much sweat and just gross, <laughs> sweaty men. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> Oh, I probably shared too much. Now I've got a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> I do too, uh, so go on. <laughs> Vlasi says, oh, I have the regular vet, farrier, and chiropractor all coming on the same weekend. And no, I did not plan to spend this much money at once, but my... Oh, that's a $1,000 bill right there. Right? So she did get a <laughs> chiropractic vet, so she's... Yeah, that's $1,000 yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's an expensive day there, buddy. Donate plasma. Um, <laughs> Margaret says, <laughs> I ran a half marathon yesterday and I felt so great that I like went out to the barn and rode my pony, but now I can't move. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. They do get like that runner's high. You're like, Oh my God, I feel so great. Like, no, no, you don't. I never had it's, that to be honest. It's your brain. Lying. I never had that. I never really had that. It's because you don't run. No, and I don't. That's why, because I never had that. Because <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> like I said, I if you see me running, you should run too, because I'm being chased. <laughs> Katie says, 
Oh, I didn't win the Eco Gold Western Saddle Pad Prize, and I've been pining for it in the Really Bad Ads contest, so now I have to buy my own. <laughs> Eco Gold counts on that. We thank you for your business. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sarah said, we scheduled a trail riding vacation in September, and we haven't traveled with horses since 2019, and I only have 90 days to get the trailer horses and myself ready for a week-long <laughs> trip, and it's so much to do. 90 days. 90 days? What is wrong with you? Je <sighs> if it was Jennifer, she'd have packed and repacked six times by then. Three months! <laughs> That's three months, Glenn. 90 days. Okay. <laughs> who's who's the one to pack last in your house? Because I don't imagine you pack much in advance for trips. So I but do. I, I don't really? like being... I want to go to the airport six hours early. I don't like Oh, I didn't like guess that at all. I, I don't pictured like you like late. me throwing it in the last minute and then heading off to the airport. No, 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 no. I am like a little bit... I don't like anxiety. And I just cause myself anxiety. Whereas like Chad's like, we don't have to leave for like seven more minutes. I'm like, why do you want to push it? You just want to run. I don't want to run again. Nothing's chasing me. You and me. Jennifer would get along run. great. You'd both have your bags. She, I think she had her bags packed at least six weeks before the cruise. No, no, no. I'm not that ridiculous. She's <laughs> overkill. But like I was ready two days before we went to Italy. Like I was packed and ready. And the morning of Chad's like, should I take a jacket? I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I don't have that many clothes that I can pack that far in advance. I yeah, wouldn't have anything true. to wear. <laughs> you have like four shirts. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, oh, two more. Fine. No, we have one, one more. more. This is the last one. Jessica Sackett. You might recognize yeah. that name, and I'll tell you why. I was so excited that my friend Rachel Briggs won the Eco Gold Saddle Pad that I totally missed you guys announcing that I won the C4 Passet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. That. That's awesome. Auditors winning prizes. That's so cool. And then, you know what? Okay, let's see. It was Katie that's mad that she didn't win. Well, you can go talk to Jessica and Rachel and see if you can buy it off of her. You know, a little <laughs> discount, whatever, friend discount. Or you steal it. Threaten. I don't know. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it, Alders. Hang on. We're going to have a short post show today because Jamie has a horse to be picked up, and I got some things to do. But uh, I do have this fun thing I want to do in the post show, so hang on. And uh, tomorrow we have the American Horse Council episode back for their second time, and Jamie and I will be back here on Wednesday as well. All right, everybody. It's Spade, Neuter, and Gelb. 